Welcome into the Sports Buffoons Podcast. Yo, let's get it going out there, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of the world. Welcome on in once again, back again to the Sports Buffoon Studios here out of Lenexa, Kansas. We got our boys to the left over here, Mr. JG. Jason, what's going on, my man? Not much, man. I'm just uh, happy to be here. Happy to happy to still be sober with y'all. I'm also glad you're not just showing up because you, you're you trying not to be fined. Because there's some people out there in the NFL that are trying to do that right now. We'll get into that in a minute. But uh, Tanner, what you up to, man? Not a lot. Not a lot, dude. It's what do you mean not a lot? You got a brand new goddamn Chiefs jersey. Talk about that for a minute. Got myself a Nick Bolton jersey. Yeah, we, we got finally. It, we have, have it. So now I got the Linda, Lenny Dawson. I got the Nick Bolton. I technically from you still have a large patch of Mahomes upstairs. That's true. And on top of that, <laughs> I think I my signed patch of Mahomes that we'll have shortly back behind us in a case. So you, d- you did adopt one of my Patrick Mahomes jerseys. <laughs> I did. Uh, and it, yeah, that's fine. You can have it, it's man. Still there. Okay. You know, you got the Lynn Dawson because you got the last name on it. So uh, if, if it was smaller, I'd put it on the back of my dog because his name is Lenny. Like, a, like Lenny yeah. after Lynn Dawson. But uh, no, it's okay. It's still it's still a good rotation of jerseys. Now, my only question is, though, obviously we all are, are Nick, Nick Bolton fans and everything, but what made you choose Bolton over anybody else on the team? Uh, honestly, the way he plays is what brought me into him. Not I know he's a Tigger, right? I'm aware of this. <laughs> I'm aware he's a Tigger. But yeah, dude, explain yourself. I love I love me some Nick Bolt. I love watching him play. He, I've been a fan with him ever since he's finally you know really came into his own his rookie season. Uh, and I like uh, I like hard hitting guys. I like goes guys getting up there and uh, you know hit somebody in the mouth. So give me give me a Nick Bolton. The most one. important thing though is that if you're going to invest, presumably you spent three hundred dollars on that jersey. You want it to be of a player that's going to be sticking around for a while, not a guy Correct. that might be off the team like or you, traded in a couple. Yeah, of years. like you so know he's going to be around for a Bolton's going to be around. So I like your three hundred dollar investment there. Appreciate it. Oh yeah, absolutely love it, love it very much, you guys. Um, so obviously we're going to talk a little bit about the NFL. We got some fantasy. We got a couple games for you guys to play. When I say games, I mean you guys at home can play along with us. As a matter of fact, as we go along with it, what 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 do you click? What are you laughing about? Scott wants to know if the if the start time is supposed to be nine thirty Central or nine thirty uh, Eastern. <laughs> well, guess what, Scott? Uh, things happen along the way, and you know it's. <laughs> I know it seems like we're getting later and later and later at night. Trust me. Pretty soon we're going to be those infomercials that come on, you know, back in the late two thousand, early two thousand night infomercials. We're, we're going to have some girls coming up in the background, you know, wearing some lingerie and have spinny text come out on the screen. Call us now. Do you want to have a good time? The bottom line <laughs> is, is that a lot of things can happen when you have sober brain, which is what the three of us are dealing with right now. So that's a that's a, that's an issue. No, we got some Coors Edge guys going tonight. Uh, what do you guys sipping on? Stella Artois, 0.0. Stella's a good one. Tanner, what you got? Pepsi, zero sugar. Now, hold on. Oh, you, cherry. You, did you go out last night, Tanner? No, I did not. Did not go out. Okay. I'm, For a minute, I thought you I'm, were going I'm, to. But... I'm legit. Like, I probably won't be. I probably won't be drinking into October. So Damn. Oh, jeez. <laughs> like, I'm done for, for a while. So. See, I'm not going that far. Man. Like, I'm going to Milwaukee next week, guys. And I already told my brother not to buy any beer because it's not. Holy hell. Best. Not even on my list. Okay, man. Hey, nothing wrong with that. I mean, I feel like I gave you a life-changing night, which makes me proud to be a, you know, I'm, I'm an adopted parent of you every Trini, once in a while. Trinity Camp you know, Daylight was... If, if I drive you around the whole city, then apparently your life changes. 
yeah, yeah. That's what it is. So Tanner might not remember training. No, actually, he remembers training camp. He doesn't remember what happened after training no, camp. No, I remember after it's an after training camp. It's just that last hour got a little rough. Okay. Hey, man, I, I get it. I, I felt a little sad for you when I saw you walk in the door. It seemed like it was going to be a rough night, but <laughs> we'll save that for a different <laughs> night to talk about, obviously. So, um, guys, the first thing I want to talk about today, obviously, is that training camp is getting wrapped up across the league in a lot of ways. I mean, we have most of our teams coming down to the wire on getting things finished up in their respective cities they're working out in. Chiefs and St. Joe is what I want to talk about right now because um, we we have now seen, I mean, pretty much a full month worth of Chiefs training camp at St. Joe at this point. Um, I I feel like we're a little disappointed in some things. I think we're excited about other things because I think we've seen a lot of things that we were unsure about now unfold. But I think the most disappointing thing, in my opinion, to this point is that we've seen an injury-riddled uh, preseason. I mean, this this whole training camp has just been kind of one thing after another. Nazi Johnson, the day we were there the first time, yeah. Tanner, we saw him immediately after the rainstorm came, go inside and then tear his ACL in the very next play in training camp practice indoors. Um, we've seen a lot of other guys get nicked up here and there. We've seen now Jody Fortson is going on IR. He's out for the season. Uh, we have not gotten to see any play yet as far as live from isaiah pacheco yep. been wearing the yellow jersey all along nothing wrong with that guys i'm not mad about that part because i know we're trying to be cautious but um that's my biggest flaw from this whole I mean, training camp so far is that the injury bug has been really getting us justin ross got it banged up here this last week right. so and he luckily came back obviously he, he plays back he was back today but i mean this is like one thing after another I mean, we have a long list of injuries right now in kansas city um but I want to ask you guys my main question. My main question is, so what did you think one month ago compared to now? Because we went into this training camp with certain thoughts and perceptions we had of the, of the team and where they were stood. And now we've seen a full month's worth of work put in, as well as one preseason game, which might not tell you much. But what's your now, what's, what's changed in your mind from what you thought of maybe just four weeks ago? Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't really know what to expect um, from the receiver room. Uh, I didn't watch a lot of New York Giants games last year, so I didn't really know what to expect from Richie James. Didn't really know a lot about the guy. Um, but now after watching him, and I think you know he's going to be an excellent contributor in this offense. Um, also, didn't really know what to expect from Justin Ross. Didn't expect him to, to show up and show out in camp the way that he did. Um, I think it was the last day at camp. Uh, he looked really good in the one-on-ones. And uh, again, he's a guy that's going to have a good impact if he can stay healthy. Um, so I, and I didn't really know what to expect from Sky Moore for that matter. I, I still don't know if he's going to make a giant leap or maybe just a small leap um, from year one to year two. Uh, but um, I'm kind of happy with the way the receiver room is panning out at this point. Uh, I'd have to say so as well. I think Sky Moore is really coming into his own. Um, it was really nice to see him be clean out there in his routes, and his hands look good. Uh, I, I'm still kind of sticking, though, with what I said a month ago. Um, we need Chris Jones on that defensive line. God forsaken. Oh, he needs to it, be it's there. Gonna be Man, here's the thing. If he's not, like, we're going to talk about this in a minute, too, but yeah. if he's not there... It's not that I'm worried about the Chiefs, but he's also doing himself a disservice as well. Correct. That needs to be recognized. And so, um, yeah, obviously, preseason week one, we saw right away that the interior D-line is 
not going to be the same. Well, we saw it at training camp too, getting pushed back by Absolutely. the teams. Absolutely. He's a, he's a focal point. That's why he's literally the best player on the defense, Tanner. I mean, he, he makes an impact in every way along that D line. And, 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 you know, what you guys already know, the D line affects the secondary. So um, when he's not in there getting his hands up at the very least, He's not getting the well, passer, then it's a problem. We, we kind of saw in the preseason game too, where the Saints the the lack of pass rush, and they were Derek Carr was able to pick apart our secondary, yeah. which he's done in the past. You know when it's warm out, so like, but that's usually when we don't have a pass rush going after him. So that, that I mean, you I was really full of telling right there. All right, so you told us a negative. You have a positive of, of something that changed your mind a little bit. Uh, we might. I don't, I don't know what it is about this Chiefs team, but we might have like this secret deal in receiving core uh, where we might have guys get cut that'll be on rosters elsewhere. And this is a, you know, not a receiving core without Tyreek Hill still, right? So your number one's going to be Tony MVS right there. Uh, was it Reming? Rem, 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 Ramon? Nico? That third, third strainer, fourth strainer receiver? Well, he's further Rem- down the list than that. So everybody, you're talking about Nico Remigio. Remigio, yeah. Okay. Every uh, there's so it's, a it's Nico Remigio. Remigio. Yes, he did have an injury yesterday in practice. We're going. Wait, I'm waiting to hear more about okay. that. Yes. Damn. So I don't know how severe it is yet, but he came down on his shoulder. It sounded like he had a dislocated shoulder. Maybe put back into place. Um, I have not heard any more information about that yet, but I'm assuming they're being cautious with him. Sounds like an and it is, trip. And as as like bottom line sports. It's it looks like Remigio, but it's actually pronounced Nico Remigio. Remigio. Yes. yes. I wasn't sure exactly. All right. What were you saying? Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, like, I mean, even if a guy like that could make some kind of small impact for this team, even off like, oh, I, I mean, don't think he makes the practice squad. He gets picked up, but the, the the problem is there's too many good talents right now in this receiving group because he is the ideal practice squad candidate that you want to, you know, hold on to secretively. The problem is that the guy like that fits so well on certain teams like the Patriots. I mean, yeah. it, Bill Belichick's going to see his ass out there and be like, mm, I could fit him into my offense somehow. Scoop. Mac, hey, Mac Jones, you little, you know, passing mother ever. I mean, it's just like, you know, he, it's one of those guys that would just fit really well. And I, I think the Chiefs are in a situation where it's a choice between Justin Ross and Nico Romijo on who's going to make the roster. Obviously, at this point, you want to go Justin Ross because right. he has higher upside in in most opinions. Um, and that's the thing is we're looking at receiving group right now. And we're going to go down the list, guys, for just a minute. We're going to go, obviously, Kadarius Tony. Yep. Marquise Valdez-Scantling. Yep. Uh, Sky Moore. Yep. Rasheed Rice. Yep. Uh, Justin Ross. Would be five. I'm missing one. Justin Watson. Justin Watson. Richie James. Richie, Richie James. James. Thank you. That would be six. Justin Watson, seven. You don't have room. You don't have room for Nico Romijo to be on this roster at all. And as good as I think he is, because I've I've watched him in practice and camp. We saw him at camp yes. twice now, Tanner. Yep. I liked him both times I saw him. I thought he stood out. I think he's a, a ball player. I think he's here to play football. I don't think you can sneak him on the practice squad. I don't think, I think you, you put him on the practice squad, he's gone. I think we got some talent that you're you're not gonna see stay because this is gonna get picked up. Uh MVS is not getting cut, Scott. No chance, Scott. Zero chance. No chance. Scott, MVS is actually going to be a uh decent part of the offense this year you guys um he's kind of gonna get forced into it really he has no choice and he's he's a veteran that's that's understanding of the offense the way it works i would expect for him to somewhere be between seven to eight hundred yards receiving in that range um but he he has a reason to be on the team he has a purpose to be on the team Uh, he's not going anywhere i promise you that do any of us think that clyde is getting cut no possibility i don't think so 
I just think you need to have depth at the running back position. I mean, if you've got um, Checo and bubble wrap right now and you're that worried about him, I mean, if he goes down, you're like, you got to have depth at the running back I, position. I think you keep four. I think, I think you end up keeping four. Here's the problem right now with, with the situation of the offense is that the tight end group has now been figured out because Jody Fortson's on IR. He's out for the whole season. Um, your tight ends are going to be Travis Kelsey, Noah Gray, assuming Blake Bell makes a team, and then yeah. Matt Bushman. So right now the battle is between uh, Blake Bush or between Matt Bushman and Blake Bell to be that third tight end. Correct. But there's but the way the Chiefs run their offense and their tight ends, they they actually like to do four tight end sets every once. In well, a while. you remember what you said? We don't have a fullback this year. Right. So one of those tight ends replaces the fullback. Yes. So you keep all four. I, I think so too. Yep. I think so too. And uh four, so then you four. can't keep four running backs or I think you keep I keep you I think you it's a tough call, it's, man. It's gonna come down to Clyde and uh Prince. That's what it's gonna come down. You're not gonna cut Denerick Prince. No, that's not on the table. You're not gonna cut Denerick I'm just Prince. saying it's gonna Denerick, come down first to first of all Tanner's Denerick Prince is your kick returner, already been said by Dave Tobe. If, Dave Tobe already called him. In. His he's yeah, our kick returner. Yeah, he's on. The oh, yeah, team. So he, yeah. he's literally he did, on yeah. the roster. He's on the team. So where does Clyde stand then? What do you mean where is he Who cares? I think he's on the roster still. Who I think he's on he's the roster week one. I don't Who, think they cut him. I just want to. I mean, carry. Here, I want to carry. Thing. I want to. One thing down. I want to say to Scott right now is that there's a there is a small chance that the Chiefs cut Travis Kelsey to then re-sign Chris Jones. We got to get rid of Travis's contract. That'll <laughs> give us enough money to get and get Chris Jones into Kansas City. So. Uh, just throwing that out there. He's a team player too, you know. So yeah, sacrifices. He's a be team made. player. He'll understand. Let's talk to him for a minute, and then he'll 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 resign for veteran minimum. So that's that's what I'm thinking about the Travis Kelsey situation. He needs to restructure. Yeah, that's restructure. Do the vet minimum. <laughs> you know, we'll pay me 800, 800 grand for the year. You think that sounds good? Is this money for Chris Jones this year to get him resigned? I mean, he's got the podcast money. He's got sponsors now. Right. He's fine. Play for free because Brett Favre said he would have done that back in his day. So, anyways, you guys, I think James Harden needs to play for free. I think that my my main thing that I I took from camp going into camp, I was very scared about the receiving group, and I know we're going in loopholes here, but I was very scared and worried about the receiving group. I didn't know what to think of it yet when I first went to camp that first day. I was like, damn, these guys, no one's dropping passes. Everyone looks like they need to be there. Everyone fits in very, very well. It looks clean. And I, I just was like, this is an Andy Reid training camp. This is kind of normal. Like everything always kind of goes clean. And I liked seeing that. I liked mm-hmm. seeing some of the plays I was seeing from certain guys. And um, I just, it looked sharp. Even Cornell's looked good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cornell's looked good. I mean, all these guys are kind of fitting in in some kind of way and fashion towards like they look sharp. And, um, you know, we, we saw the next practice after that, and I felt the same exact way. I was like, man, like, I'm just not seeing a bunch of mistakes. I'm not seeing a bunch of stupid things that guys are doing. Um, I just think everything, like, looks crisp in a lot of ways, especially Rasheed Rice. Rasheed Rice, to me, um, Chiefs have something pretty cool going right now with him, and he's going to fit in so damn well with Patrick Mahomes. And uh, I, I just like the way he plays. I like the physical style of body he has. He's going to be the yak monster, um, but also the phenomenal hands. I mean, I haven't seen Rasheed Rice go out there and be bumbling the ball around and all this kind of other nonsense. Phenomenal hands. Um, the one guy, honestly, as funny as it sounds, that I'd like to see is make some more plays is probably Sky Moore. And that's because the plays I have seen in, in, in 
training camp have been designed passes on rollouts to Skyborn that have been, you know, five, six, seven yard kind of dunk offs to you while he's rolling out in the flat. I mean, I just, I want to see more on a sky more as a middle deep, deep, deep threat in some kind of way. Uh, I'm just not seeing that in camp so far. I think they're going to use him a lot in the underneath stuff, which, which is fine. Same time. I'm, I mean, I could sit here and be bitter about George Pickens if I want to, but um, that's, that's <laughs> neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, I mean, to me, that's, it's all about the receiving group and as well as the way the chiefs have treated the cornerback group, which is the different whole topic because the cornerback group, you guys, is something that has been rotational now throughout training Second camp. Second year guy. And yep. we walked into the training camp on day one. Nazi Johnson was getting reps with the first team defense. Yes. 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 At the time when Lajurius Sneed, at the time when Trent McDuffie, at the time when Jalen Watson and, and everyone else there is healthy, Nazi Johnson's being worked in with the first team at that moment. Yes. Did he have an injury? Absolutely. But it told me one thing about the mindset about this organization right now is that they're not done trying to figure out who everyone is. They're not done. They're, they have not set in stone who their number one cornerback is, who their top tier guy is. They want to still roll through the list and figure out who the hell is going to stand up and make a play. To me, if I'm a cornerback right now, and it, like I said about the K-State guy last week, we saw him yeah. roll in with the ones. I'm going, this is an undrafted free agent. Picked up way late. Way, way late, even after the undrafted free agent sell been picked up. He still got picked up late. You're getting worked in with if, the ones right now. Make a play. If I'm Jalen Watson, make your name known. Yeah, if I'm Jalen Watson, I'm worried because I'm still playing for my sure. spot. Absolutely. And as good of a, a badass seventh round pick he's been and an awesome season he just had in Kansas City and anybody else for that matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems to me like we're trying to figure out who's going to fit in, who's going to truly earn their job. You know, we used to have a saying back in Kansas City when we had the those dumbass old days with Todd Haley. <laughs> Todd Haley made you earn your arrowhead, which means you were in training camp and everyone at training camp showed up to camp with no helmet. No, I mean, excuse me, no sticker on the helmet. You had no arrowhead. You're just a nobody. You, you're a nobody. You're a nobody. You, you don't, don't have a name on the back of your jersey. You have nothing. You're a nobody. You have no arrowhead on your helmet. And what happened was, as you started to prove out over the course of training camp and preseason games, you, you would then earn your arrowhead. And he would give you a couple, you know, here's a couple stickers, slap them on there. All of a sudden, you have a name in the back of your jersey. And all of a sudden, you're somebody. But if you didn't have an arrowhead on your helmet yet in, in training camp, that meant you haven't done enough. Now, I think that was an interesting approach. And Todd Haley was thinking outside the box. I almost don't hate it. That's but, two weeks in a row of you loving on but, Todd Haley, man. Maybe we could bring him back. I got Todd Haley bring him back for DJ like a, that's all. an but, assistant coach or something. This is not the NCAA. That shit might work on the NCAA. <laughs> I'm sorry. And in the NFL, it's not going to work the same way. So to me, I mean, I, as cool as I thought that was at the time, I was like, yeah, it's an interesting approach. I mean, everyone's walking around with red helmets with no logo. I don't know. I mean, I, maybe it's one of those things where right now the Chiefs coordinators, Steve Spagnuolo is thinking right down to himself, earn your starting spot, earn your spot on this team. Right now you're all up for grabs. Mm-hmm. Who's going to come up and show out and then be a part of this starting string defense? So anyways, I – I'm primarily upset about the injury problems we've had in training camp, but at the end of the day, um, I think we've learned a lot about the receiving group, and we are no longer scared because, uh, first of all, we have Patrick Mahomes, and then second of all, all the receivers look like they know what the hell they're doing. So it's going to be a receiver by committee is what it's going to be this year for the Kansas City Chiefs. It might be. So that means when when you guys are worried about your your fantasy teams and you're like, I don't know what Chiefs receiver to pick, how about none of them? Don't pick any one of them, any of them, until there's an injury. None of them. 
Don't waste your time or, or picks on any of them. Just let them all sit there because you're going to be wrong, whatever you pick out. Outside, outside of the Kelsey. Out, well, yeah, that's a tight end. But I'm talking about the actual receivers. Yeah, receivers. Now, yeah. you guys are no, – if you listened last week to the show like you should have, Richie James was my was my sleeper um, pick for one of you guys out there that is going to actually be the one to stand out the most in the Chiefs receiving group. Expect him to be you know, one of those guys that gets in that 900 receiving yard range. Uh, it's not going to be your WR two or three, but you know he's going to be enough to be on your roster. I agree. All right, real quick comments here. Flo out here says keep Denek Prince and Lamichael in Cut Clyde. He's going to get hurt anyways. I don't think we're we're in the book of keeping Lamichael. Now hold on, Tanner. Lamichael James did uh, actually uh, Piron. Excuse me. Lamichael Piron actually Piron, did yeah. did work in with the Chiefs' first-string offense <laughs> yesterday. He did, but I don't so, think he's on the vote there. I, I said LaMichael James. You're it's, just an anti-Clyde guy. You just want him to get the fuck out, right? I'm I'm bored with it. I'm tired of it. You're sick of it. I don't like it anymore. I'm just I'm over it. Uh, Scott says, is Matt Nagy the right guy for this offense as a coordinator? Yes. Does it really matter? I think it's going to be better. Uh, I like what Jason you could, said. You could put me in there. I'll be the coordinator. It's It'd be different. They'd be fine. No, it wouldn't. They'd be fine. It would not. Scott, all I can tell you is that nothing will change that wouldn't have changed either way. Well, uh, Flo out here was higher on Tony, but he's already hurt. Maybe you have an extra wide receiver, but it feels like Tony may not stay healthy. We'll have to see on that as as it goes there. Uh, he says, I bet you if they keep Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is out for an injury sometime this year. Well, no, no dip. He probably will be if he's kept. Do your Fab Five have a sophomore slump? Talk about the quarters. In the secondary. Uh, I'll tell you what. There's a lot of high praise right now for Brian Cook. Um, I mean, if we're talking about a, slop, a sophomore slump, I mean, maybe Williams could yeah. be in that mix. That's yeah. a possibility. Josh Williams. He's one of those guys that I thought was pretty hot and cold throughout the year. Jalen Watson, I thought was pretty solid all year long. Trent McDuffie actually was going to do the opposite. Trent McDuffie's about to have a big, big year boost. for himself. Um, we still got Sneed, who's still coming off an injury, so. Yeah, I mean, Legere Steve, we know who he is. We know what he's capable of. Uh, but no, to me, I mean, what slump are we looking towards? Because to me, Josh Williams would be probably the main one that we'd be worried about. Um, but I mean, who else are we who else am I missing right now that would that would be in that part of that mix right now? I'm, I'm not thinking of somebody. Um so we can uh... I know. Just pull the depth. All chart right, here. so depth chart here. So corners, we have Jalen Watson, Sneed, uh, Nick Jones, Joshua Williams, and then Eco Boyo Do and Lamar Jackson. And then you got Brian Cook, Justin Reed, Mike Edwards, Chamari Connor, and Dion Bush. Who are you thinking of? Are you all, uh, Boodle. Oh, he doesn't count. <laughs> DiCaprio Boodle. That, give a, that, that's our corners, though, right now. Don't give this is our him. secondary right now. We don't care about DiCaprio Boodle. No, we don't. He's cut. All right. Well, the, the, okay. The Fab Five, five line can, can get out of here then. Uh, there, we had four primary rookie starters last year on the defensive back end. Yeah. It was Brian Cook, Josh Williams, Jalen Watson, Trent McDuffie. I think he's including Justin Reed in this. So, well, he was not. Since he was a first year chief. He's. No, he's been a veteran around the league for quite a while now, actually. Yeah, no, he has. We'll call it the Fab Four. 
Uh, here. Isn't Richard James and Emir Smith Marset ahead of Nico on punt returns? He is. Yes, they are. Richard yep. James is. Emir Smith Marset might sneakily make this team too. Tanner, how many goddamn receivers do you think are going to make? They're going to cut. They're going to cut somebody we don't want. So or that we want. They can cut Justin Watson. That's who it's probably going to get. Cut. <laughs> that's fine. But we're going to keep Nico Ramihio. If that's the case, I don't know what five rookies you're talking about. Are you? T- are you including more than just a secondary? Okay, your five rookies that all played last year. Are you talking about Pacheco too? And Sky? You know, he's talking about defense. Like Leo Chanel played more oh, down the Carl Loftus. Carl Loftus. So he's might be all talking right, about Carl Loftus too. That's fine. He has nothing to do with our secondary though. I thought it was the secondary. I thought it was a secondary question. Okay. Anything else for the Chiefs? We still feel good division win everything else right now uh why would we not because at the end of the day i mean what why he's well at the end of the day why would we we be overly concerned i mean it's it's the nfl man things happen things go wrong it's always a chance for that to happen and go wrong so um i can't sit there and overthink it or fret about it because at the end of the day we have the greatest player in the entire nfl on the roster And it's a quarterback-driven league, and I've been saying that for about the last 15 goddamn years. So that's what matters the most. I like it. So anyways, you guys, um, if you guys have any more input on your thoughts on Chiefs training camp and going into the season, what are you worried about or excited about? I'd love to hear it. Um, Drop it in the comments. But we have a fun game coming up. I want you guys to play along with me. So we are obviously sports betters. All of us are. That's why we have the easy money pick of the week every single goddamn week coming to your household to make you some gosh darn money, right? Every time. And did we get rich last year? Yep. I mean, I, I mean, not rich, but we won. Our we bet. got rich. I don't know if it was off of sports betting, but it was on some <laughs> sort of betting. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get rich, but no, nah, I, I won more than I lost. I'll put it that way. So that, that's for goddamn true. Um, but. I saw some things on DraftKings this week, and they finally put out the over-unders of every player that really matters in the NFL this year. So the over-under of the entire season. And I want to relate this a little bit to uh, fantasy as well. Because when we're talking about these players and, and these numbers, I want to make sure we we take into account how it's going to affect your fantasy season, whether you should or should not draft them at their current ADP. But my first guy off the list I want to talk about is Anthony Richardson, quarterback. That's right, starting quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts, who at the time currently does not have Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor is trying to weasel his way out of being around the team right now. I understand. The actual number right now, the over-under is 2,800 passing yards. That's right, 2,800 passing yards is the over-under for Anthony Richardson. Guys, so my question to you is, were you over or under on Anthony Richardson? This is one of the toughest ones for me uh, because, you know, you look at rookie quarterbacks, rookie running quarterbacks of the past. Um, so I, I took a look at Jalen Hurts' rookie year. We only started four games. Lamar Jackson only started seven games. And I took their passing yards, and I basically extrapolated it to what it would have been had they played in 17 games. Um, Jalen Hurts would have passed for 4,500 yards. Lamar Jackson would have passed for 2,900. So um, you've got Shane Steichen now, is, who has worked 
with Jalen Hurts previously, now the head coach of the Colts. Um, my gut feeling is telling me to take the under here. But based on the information that I just gave you, I'm going to take the over. I think it's kind of a coin toss there. I know we're not supposed to trust rookie quarterbacks, but this guy's a freak, and assuming that he does start all 17 games and plays, you know, decent, I'm, I'm going to take the over on this. Okay. Yeah. Mark it down, put it in the books. College football is supposed to be easier because you're not playing against such pros, right? That's the that's what everybody comes out to be. You're supposed to do more within the college ranks uh, versus guys that won't touch the NFL. His 2022 yard set, 2,549 yards. Not even, not even 28. Not even 28. We even get past, barely, we barely surpassed the 25,000 or 2,500 range. This is an under. This is a big under because it's very questionable. This guy may, may not even start the whole year uh, if you watch kind of the preseason and what you've seen in camp as well. I have been unimpressed. Uh, you watch him in Florida. When it's game time, it might be rough as well, uh, especially if you're lacking a run game on top of this. You're going to have this guy be running. This could be cause. I mean, this, this could be a real issue for him going into the season here. Big under uh, for for this here. I don't think he, I think he surpasses maybe 2,000 yards, but that, that's about it. Ooh. Yeah, I like the under as well, personally. Um, I think there's a long ways to go for Anthony Richardson. I think they're thrusting him into a spot that he doesn't, he's not ready for. Um, and also on a team, it's not ready for him either. I think he's not going to play all 17 games. So for me, the, the under is without a doubt the move on that one. Yeah, this um, guy's got under as well. He says 2,400, 650 rush, mm-hmm. rushing yards. All right. Well, let's go to the other end of the spectrum here. Uh, Justin Herbert, his over-under right now on DraftKings. You can go get it right now. It is 4,450 passing yards, guys. Uh, uh, this is a hard one. You guys going over or under on Justin Herbert? Yeah, I, I didn't really think too much about this. In fact, I'll, I will make this my easy money bet of the week here. Um, you got Kellen Moore uh, coming in as the offensive coordinator. Should improve the offense. They drafted Quentin Johnston. They've got all the other weapons that they've had uh, in the past. Uh, he threw for 5,000 yards in 2021, so give me the over. Oh, I love it, man. I'm on, I'm on the same page with you right now on that one because, to me, I think they're forgetting about the fact we have a 17-game season right now. It's like 40 400 yards for Justin Herbert, who just got a brand new weapon as well to go along with the other two that he already has. Um, as well as Josh Palmer, you know, he's going to be kind of in the back of all this whole thing. Um, to me, it's it's like you got Quentin Johnson, Mike Williams, you got Kenan Allen still. I mean, this is an easy, easy situation of taking the over. So for me, like, I'd be pounding that all day. Uh, Justin Herbert taking the over on 4,450 passing yards. What you got, Tanner? Uh, I'm right there with you guys here. If you guys look at Dak Prescott's stats when he was playing the full season in 2021, 4,449. Actually, I think he missed one game on that. But still, he's surpassed over almost 4,500 missing a game or two. I like Scott's prediction, by the way. I actually think that's a possibility. Scott? I think he's over five. Yeah, I think he's he over he's five. He's got five and 200. Yeah, that yeah. 4,450 number just doesn't seem right to no. me. Like there's the, something wrong. With the it. only reason it would be lower than that is an injury. Correct. The only reason. Correct. If there was an injury to happen. Otherwise, if he, if he plays all 17 games, it's going to be over and well you, over. You now got a, a, an offensive coordinator that likes to sling the ball. And that's what they're going to do. They're going to go. Oh, do, yeah. They got Quentin Johnson out there and Mike Williams. 
I mean, that's just a dual threat for deep downfield throws. Yeah, give me the over. All right, guys. Next on my list, we're going to go with the running backs for a minute here. Uh, Bijan Robinson. This one's a little controversial to me in a lot of ways because I think I have a different perspective over other people on this one. So Bijan Robinson, 1,100 yards rushing on the ground only. So 1,100 yards. Guys, we think Bijan Robinson getting that yard mark. So the big thing here is I think a lot of people are worried about Tyler Algier, who was a 1,000-yard rusher last year as a rookie yeah and i think that that's kind of a knee-jerk reaction um i think the fact that they spent such a high pick on Bijan robinson tells me that when you spend that amount of draft capital you're going to use him and you're going to use the hell out of him and so i think he's going to have a huge year i'm going to take the over 1100 rushing all right so i have a little different perspective i think we both um think of tyler algier a little bit differently maybe Maybe. And I think he is much more respectable as a running running back, as a rusher, than he is as a passer. Whereas to me, Bijan Robinson can do it all, all in a lot of ways. I think he's going to be your primary receiving weapon. I think he's going to get probably 40 to 50 catches out of the backfield for this offense. Um, so, I mean, if you're working PPR in your fantasy league, I think he's a great guy to go grab. That's why he's being ranked in the first round in most of your leagues out there. Um, but 1,100 yards rushing as a rookie, to me, it's just it's a tall task. And it's, it's one of those things that, for some reason, rookie running backs, they wait till year two, and then they just blow the hell up. And, and it's, it's not very often you have an Eric Dickerson, guys. Eric Dickerson obviously just happened in the 80s, but went out there and set the all-time rookie rushing record for 1,800 yards rushing. It's a little over than that, but 1,800 yards rushing. And no rookies really come too close to touching that, other than maybe Zeke Elliott at one point. But, I mean, in today's modern offense, especially doing the dual backfield type of thing, with a guy like Tyler, Tyler Illiger, which they know can average close to five yards a carry, you're not just going to not give him the ball. So, I mean, he's going to be part of the offense no matter what, especially in a game where we know the Falcons lack a lot of uh, I don't know, offensive firepower at times with the quarterback situation. So, to me, I don't mean to prolong this, but Bijan's an under 1,100. Yards rushing to me. What you got? Uh, I kind of compare Saquon's talents to, or Saquon, Bijan's talents to Saquon in a way when he came out of the draft. Um, and and uh, Saquon went for 1,300 yards that, that year. So um, on 261 attempts. But, but, but he also didn't have the dual backfield like Bijan has, it's, especially with Cordell Patterson back there still, too. Is, this is a way under. This is a way under just due to the staff that's there. Now, if it was Bijan and a bunch of scrubs, give me the over, but it's not. This is not what we're dealing with here. Bijan under 1100. I think you can have, you can definitely have two guys go over 1,000. No problem. I think just Bijan being a monster, I think he'll be able to get it done. For the record, to the bottom line sports, so I, I'm very aware of the name Fab Five. My point to you is that who is the other? Who would be the fifth? That would really matter when it comes to <laughs> what this defense did. What this defense did. Williams, McDuffie, Watson, Cook, Johnson. I think it was including Nazi. Nazi Johnson played special teams. He, he didn't do a goddamn thing last year. <laughs> he didn't play for us in the secondary. It didn't matter. He, he literally played special teams towards the back end of the season. That didn't, like, it's just irrelevant. So that's why we talked about the Fab Four. <laughs> I don't care that Dave Merritt, yes, that's great. Dave Merritt did that. It's awesome. He's trying to hype his guys up. It's his guys. 
It's his secondary. Jesus Christ. Moving right along. Jesus Christ. Fucking made t-shirts. Who gives a fuck? All right, guys. Isaiah Pacheco somebody is, is next on my list. Somebody is sober and pissed today. <laughs> we got four and a half rushing touchdowns for Isaiah Pacheco. That is the over-under right now. Pacheco's entire... <laughs> yes, they got on the field. Yes, they all got on the field. At some point during the season, they did. Everybody sniffs the field. It doesn't goddamn mean they were the Fab Five. Let's let's move on. All right, so Pacheco, four and a half rushing touchdowns. He did have five last year. Um, I don't really see a world in which he can do worse than that, unless he's dealing with an injury or something. And I don't really see a world where, like, somebody who who else we got? We got Clyde. It's going to eat into some of those touchdowns. I mean, maybe McKinnon could have a couple. Prince, maybe if we're lucky, could be part of the That's offense. Fine. I, I don't know. I'm I'm going to take the over. Over four and a half? Yeah, I mean, that make the most sense. I mean, think about the rushing touchdowns the Chiefs have had. Four and a half, I mean, we're assuming Pacheco's going to be the main starter for the entire season, right? So assuming yeah. he's he's healthy a whole year, 17 games, like you're going to lock into a couple of them, and then the other is going to be designed. I mean, he, he had to me, five touchdowns on 170 attempts last year. Right. So five touchdowns. So he's imagine have like eight or nine touchdowns. Imagine you get to... 250 attempts, which is probably what he should be at this year. Correct. Rushing. I mean, you're going to easily surpass. We're going to be around half. seven or eight, right? And you don't have a fullback to to do your tricky things with either. Well, I feel I feel like, like, like you're probably going to bring Gray either Noah that. Gray or Blake Bell be a fullback. Yeah. Would they need to? <laughs> I feel I feel like when they throw out a number like this, four and a half uh, at the running back position, I think you're assuming that these guys, these running backs, are going to get banged up and miss four or five games or something like that. That's where they get that four, that and, four a and a half. Yeah, it's yeah, possible. And I think they're just going off the last year's stats too. Like he's banged up, hasn't you know, on the yellow jersey, and he only scored five touchdowns. Well, he's he's year. not banged up right now. To be clear, he's, he's not, not banged, banged up. He's fine. Okay. They're handling yeah. it with bubble wrap, Correct. which is the right thing to do. Which yeah, well, basically as soon as camp leaves St. Joe, which is tomorrow, then back to Kansas City they go, and at that point he's going to be getting a full work in with the rest of the first string offense. And he's not going to get hit though. Probably, I mean, week three preseason, they might give him a couple touches. Is it is it catching or a couple? It's it's only this rushing. Is rushing, right? This is, yeah, guys, yeah. this is only rushing. This is only rushing, Scott. This is only rushing. So four and a half rushing touchdowns for Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah, I'll happily take the over. I would too. on me on this one. This doesn't make sense. Make sense for too many other guys. And to you're on that. the highest last year's highest scored in red zone team. Like right, continues. I mean, that's yeah. Why would it not? All right, guys. Next after that, we go into the receivers for a couple minutes. So the same team, as a matter of fact. Uh, we have Deontay Johnson, wide receiver from the Steelers. He's over under his 825 yards receiving. For me, that feels pretty damn high. But, JG, what you got? So, we had 882 yards last year on 86 receptions. I feel like this is a coin toss for me. Um, didn't have – I think he set the NFL record for most – yards without a touchdown or something like that. <laughs> That's so right. um so i i do believe he'll he'll break that streak so he's gonna get some touchdowns this year however um, i'm gonna take the under on, on the yards but i do feel like that's a coin toss yeah i love the under here there's a couple reasons why because we're gonna see an emergence of calvin austin the third come out be a part of this offense a little 
little more than he was a year ago. Deontay Johnson, I think at this point, if you're a Steelers coach and scout, you're well aware this guy does have some hands issues. He's not the great pass catcher. Um, you've been force-feeding him the ball for like, like the last three years. I don't fucking know why. It's no sense. Drop rate and, is shitty. And George Pickens is about to have a terrific year number two, 1,200 yards receiving for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, to me, there's just there's not enough at this point for he can what he can provide the offense. It's going to come up and, and take over the other guys that right now they're on the emerge emerge because. I mean, Johnson, guys. I mean, what, I mean, if you're going to force if you're going to force feed somebody, force feed Pickens, you'll make JG a happy camper. He's on my fantasy. You guys got to remember too, Matt Canada is still the OC there in Pittsburgh, and two years ago he did give this guy over a thousand yards receptions, over or a thousand yards, and over hundred. How many years ago, Tanner? Two. You mean? Before Pickens and Calvin Austin got there? Before 2022 before, Pickens. Before Pickens and Calvin Austin. Pickens and Calvin Austin. So Pickens, with Pickens here last year, he had still 86 receptions, averaging 10.3. So Matt Canada, right. is, Matt a big, Canada is a big believer in Deontay, Deontay Johnson. Johnson. So he's got to give him one last chance are you before forgetting? they fire Matt Canada. Are you really forgetting low. whose bum ass was there at the time? Two years ago, Tanner, it, trying to play receiver, hobbled on the fucking knees like me these days. Are you kidding me? We're gonna we're gonna try to force feed Deontay eight, Johnson and then assume, oh, that's who he likes. If that's was, who the overall he likes. If it was eight seventy five, <laughs> I'd go under. But I think he squeaks eight fifty for Deontay Johnson. Yeah, wow. I think he goes on the and How many targets is that gonna take? hundred and eighty five? It might take hundred and ninety because they're gonna be passing the ball. Guess like what? Can he pick it? Won't do that shit. He's gonna be force feeding George Pickens all day I don't in here. Think so. I'll tell you that right now. We got Deontay the over as well, so. I saw that, Scott. I saw that. All right, guys, we got one more. Just talked about him a second ago. George Pickens. That's right, the sophomore receiver uh, coming up right here from Georgia. Uh, last year had a really great year down the stretch, especially. We started to see him come on, had 800 yards receiving. Finished up with, was it five touchdowns? Was that, was that all right, Jace, BG? Oh, that sounds about right. So it's over under this year, guys. It's four and a half receiving touchdowns for George Pickens, who has quickly become Kenny Pickett's. Four, favorite four touchdowns. Four. Kenny Pickett's favorite receiver on his offense in training camp. Um, guys, what's what's the thoughts? I mean, I think Pickens is going to be a monster this year. I mean, we saw what he did last year. I mean, second year receiver. I mean, his trajectory is basically through the roof right now. So, absolutely, give me the over. And how we think about Ryan Clark making a statement today <laughs> about how George Pickens is actually more talented than Justin Jefferson? Yeah, that's just clickbait i mean i don't think that you know a lot of times these guys say things they don't actually believe and i think that that would just clickbait more than anything but yeah. i can see a world in where they're equals you know but you got to let pickens develop a little bit more i mean um jefferson's been around a little bit longer but yeah i mean you give pickens a couple more years man i can see a world where they're even i don't, I don't know if he's gonna be better yeah no i, I think i think ryan clark's a little crazy on that one but um, yeah, that's, that's I, the reason he said that though is because Ryan Clark was a stealer for right his exactly. career. So he's, he's got a little homer going. No problem with that. I understand. Yeah, he but, is a homer. Anyways, guys, easy for me. This is an easy over for George Pickens. Four and a half touchdowns. Take the over. Tanner, what you got? You said it. Over it is. Over, over, over. Over it is. Easy pickings, you guys. All right, um, we got one more little game I want to play with you guys out there listening. Still, thank you so much for holding on. This one's a little fun. This is not a serious. I'm not going to mad at anybody. 
I don't mind sports. I'm not going to get mad at you. I'm not going to be touchy. You can say whatever you want to say. Um, Tanner, here's the thing that's going on right now on Fanatics. You can get on Fanatics right now, and you can pick out your favorite underwear for yourself or for your girlfriend even, and it's going to be your favorite team's logo matched with the food pairing that goes to your city. And so I, I didn't know about this until literally today. This was something I just came across, and I was like, oh, my God, what the freaking hell is all this crap? And basically, you get on there, you pick out your boxers you want to buy. Um, it looked look, look pretty nice. I don't know. We're going to see some um, examples of men's butts in a second. But um, basically, whatever city you're from, whatever your interest is, like obviously Kansas City. Now, we're going to have a Chiefs logo with maybe some ribs next to it. That'll be the underwear. That'll be the thing that you wear, you know, in your PJs or whatever the hell. Um, so let's go ahead and play a game. Because I'm going to play a game with JG. JG. JG doesn't know anything about this yet. And I want to see how much you know about, about each of these teams' um, fruit of choice. So we're going to start it off. And we're pairing the, like, the, the, like the, the food city. that the city is famous for. Is Correct. that what we're saying? Yes, what the city is okay. famous for. We're going to pair, pair it with that food pairing. And we're going to show you the picture of their underwear. So you'll see the, the logo and then you'll see the answer. Yeah, so let's go to the first team. First team up, Miami Dolphins. Oh, Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. What would that be? Uh, like, I'm, I'm, I'm saying the food, right? Right? Yeah, what, what would Miami be known for? Like, what would be, like, what do you think that would be on their underwear? They're wearing Miami Dolphins underwear. I'm going to go with, they probably eat a lot of seafood down there. I'm going to go with maybe uh, caviar. Put some fish egg. It's not a bad. It's not a bad choice. I was wondering, like, how would you put fish eggs on a on a piece of boxers? But or maybe like, a, how about uh, I don't know. I need all kinds of seafood. Maybe like uh, maybe like a starfish. No, that's not really a delicacy. <laughs> Something you would eat. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with caviar. Right. Caviar, Tanner. Do you already know what your thought is? I, I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw. I actually remember the answer, so I'm not gonna answer this one. So here we go. Here's the reveal. That is, so if you guys can't tell, that's Cuban sandwiches. Cuban sandwiches on the, there you go. <laughs> Cuban sandwiches on the boxers. What do you guys think about the Cuban sandwiches being on there? I mean, it makes, uh, it makes I mean, sense. I, it makes sense. The Cuban part. That's fine. Sense. I think it's cute. I've never, I've never had a Cuban sandwich. Like, would you eat like, or would you like, would you buy like your, your Dolphins fan, like Dolphins and a Cuban sandwich? Just being on the box. I can tell you this: I wouldn't be like Marv Albert and try to bite somebody's ass that was wearing those fucking boxers. <laughs> the Cuban sandwiches. All right. But, no, I, I think they look fine. I like they look them. great. Yeah, uh, they look fine. Next, next team: Carolina Panthers. Ooh. Mm. Well, think about North Carolina, Charlotte. That's gotta be. I would say tobacco. Oh, but that's not tobacco? Food. Yeah. No. That's gotta be a food. It's gotta be a food. Yeah, I've never even been, been there, man. How, how, how there. the hell would I know? What I don't. What do they know? I, I don't remember what this picture is, so I'm thinking wings. Uh, no, so I, I, I think it's probably gonna be some kind of barbecue. Oh, uh, is it like Carolina, Carolina, Carolina barbecue? Yeah. Yeah. I don't oh, remember sure. what it is, but I'm gonna go with some kind of barbecue. All right. What you, I think. you got a guess? Uh, sure. Let's go with uh, ribs. I don't know. Rips. All right. Or you sandwich. Reveal. Carolina oh. styles. Carolina style barbecue. Okay. Cold pork, coleslaw. Yeah, 
with the bun in between. I get that at all my favorite your barbecue joints. So. Tanner, you wear those. I would. I would. <laughs> I like the color too. I'd actually wear them. Really I would nice. wear them in the Casey Joe's. Oh, and make sure oh, they, they get pissed. Bit. They would get pissed. Yeah, and then get order, pissed. I would order a Carolina style. Like, well, I'm, they pissed. Like that. I'm pissed off just looking at it. Like, I, I nobody, from, nobody from Kansas City is going to wear that shit. I probably would. But I still like a Carolina style every once in a while. I like a Carolina style. We have, we have, we have All right, next up here. The Pittsburgh Steelers, home of Ketchup Nation. I don't know, man. Well, they're not eating Philly cheese steaks. So what the hell do they eat in that town? Uh, how about <laughs> peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? <laughs> PB and J. Is it PB and J? Well, they got some kind of sandwich. Is that a sub? What is that? Hold on. You remember? Uh, no, it's, I think it's like some kind of sub. So, uh, so they're doing. So they're all doing like every one of them's been a sandwich so far, right? So far, yeah. I don't know, man. It's a tough one. Um, it's gotta be a name. Oh, here it is. It's a it's a Pramonti. Pramonti. Pramonti okay. style sub yep. sandwich. Yep. I think it's what it is. So Pramonti. I didn't. So the hell is I've that? never been. It's a Pramonti. I don't know. It's, it's I have no idea. But I found a picture online of it. it. Looks pretty good. I mean, this would be one to try it. Would you eat that? Oh, it's got it's got like roast beef on it. Would you eat that shit? Probably not. I'd probably just go get a Philly cheese steak and I'd go to Philadelphia and do that shit. Probably better. I agree with that. Oh man! All right. Oh wait. You know what it looks like to me? What? It's like a um. What is that? A Reuben? A Reuben. It looks like a Reuben. Like a Reuben style in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So is Pittsburgh known for like making like Reuben sandwiches? It is basically. What okay. it is, it's Pramonti, whatever. I'm sure it's great. I don't know. I need I need a Steelers fan to enlighten us out here. All right, we got two more, right, Tanner? Yep. All right, next up here, the Los Angeles Chargers. Mm. Chargers. See, I would have thought like seafood, like sushi, or I don't know, some kind of fish. Damn. Um, I'm gonna go with. They used to be in San Diego, and that right. used to be a Will's vagina. So, according <laughs> no. to Ron Burgundy. Yeah, that is true. Oh, uh, what am I? I'm thinking uh, maybe like a, a shellfish sandwich. Shellfish. That's it. Everybody's fucking done sandwiches at this point. Let's see the reveal. You good? You want to? I don't even know an answer. Right I don't know either. Here we go. It it's is tacos. Fish tacos. It is. It's Mexican. That's fish gotta tacos. be fish tacos. It is fish tacos. There's fishes right here. Fish tacos. And then you got the uh uh you got the tacos. Fish tacos. Let's get that for our old buddy Bobby. You know, we used to hang out with everyone. <laughs> he probably needs some of those. Yeah, he does. Those All right. Fish tacos. Last team. The Baltimore Ravens. Oh, I know this one. Think this is an easy one, guys. Don't overthink this one. It's easy. It's gotta be a sandwich, right? It has to be. No. Is that even a sandwich? Baltimore. It's not a sandwich. How about Baltimore style pizza? Is that a thing? No. Uh, think about the East Coast, like what they're known for in like Northeast. Like think um, about that. Like what are they known for out right there in that coast? Seafood. Fish. Fish. Think about seafood. What else? In the Northeast. 
Yeah, I know we're in the Midwest. We're dumb as hell. Only know is cows <laughs> and barbecue and pigs. Salmon. Clams. Salmon. Well, clams. He's the clams, but you said what? Clams? That's what I said. Clam chowder. It's, it's, there's something else out there, guys. They have certain, uh, they, have, they have cakes of this. Oysters. Out there. Cakes. Crab yeah, cakes. cakes. Oh, what do we got? Cakes. All right, let's go ahead and show the. Show That's the, so the, gross. Here, here it is. Yeah, it is. It's crabs. Here it is. Would you wear a Baltimore Ravens crab socks and underwear? Uh, that, okay, so I crabs. will say this. That's the nastiest food out of all of them, but the the underwear are the best. That's my favorite. I like pair the of fact that I've seen. That there's so the Baltimore Ravens logo with crabs everywhere. Yes, I love it. That's you know what you do? Like think about this. If you were a single guy out of the bar, you hey. use it as a pickup line. Like, oh, I might have crabs, and then we're like. Oh, I don't want to talk to you. And you go, oh, I'm just kidding. Look at my underwear. Do you unzip your pants? They know you're joking, right? That's the best one. And Baltimore is actually going to be a little bit better football team this year, too. So you might see a lot that of crabby. You might see a lot of crabby people wearing their underwear. That's okay. right. Yeah, I'd probably buy those. But obviously, you guys, if you're in Kansas City, uh, ours were just literally ribs. Was so, it really? It was just barbecue. Yeah, barbecue makes ribs. Makes sense. I mean, that, that's, you know, I'd still wear them. Now, that's bullshit. I would have put the Z-Man sandwich on there. Well, because everybody was doing sandwiches, I would have put the Z-Man sandwich from Joe's Barbecue on there. I don't know, I, but here's we're just known for like barbecue in general, yeah. like not one barbecue place. Like we're we're known for all our barbecue. I mean, if you're gonna get anybody on a uh, boxers, it's probably gonna be like Arthur Bryant's or Bates or Gates or anything, something like that. Yeah, more I than mean, it will be. Casey I think ribs shows. are fine. I mean, we're known for our ribs and stuff. So burnt ends primarily. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, how do you make a burnt end on a on a boxer? I feel like that'd be hard. It just look like a blob, just on the butt. Here's a <laughs> here's a piece of crispy fat. <laughs> Here you go. That's the burnt end chief's logo. All right, guys. I feel I feel um, like at Pittsburgh, if they're gonna do that roast beef bullshit, they could have just put the Arby's logo on there. <laughs> yeah, apparently they like Rubens. See, yeah. it should have been ketchup, honestly. It looks like Ruben. It been it like a Ruben to me. Is it like Long Island dressing and stuff on there? Yeah. I don't know. Was great. Did you see Green Bay's? Were they cheese? It was cheese. Cheese. Yep. Yep. There were some teams who didn't have one, like the Raiders did not have one because if you're in Las Vegas, it's literally everything. I mean, you might as well put a put a picture of a hooker next to the logo. Put, put a picture of the the Paris Tower and out there. Sure. If you're into that, I mean. Could have made yourself your own little tower if you wanted well, to. What do you think a Paris tower would look like on boxers? <laughs> That's what I mean. You could have built your own tower if you want to, naturally. All right, guys. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, JG, you got one more thing we want to talk about before we get out of here because uh, I'm just excited to see football this weekend, man. I mean, the Chiefs play Saturday at 7 p.m. And we'll be in Arizona. Let's hope we can be careful on that nasty turf. Um, I'm, I'm not looking forward to that. I mean, I hope we get out there and take care of business and get out of there because the injuries we've had so far to this point of the season is, is kind of worries. And uh, we already know all about how, how effed up that grass is out there in Arizona. They're already slipping. So, They're already slipping. Anyways, guys, I'm looking forward to that. I'll be getting some reactions from that as time goes. Um, maybe we can get, get to a point, Tanner, where we get some more uh, live, show. live footage and all that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, anyways, J.G., NBA so, is right around the corner. Yeah, no, yeah, it is. I mean, if you would want to talk about the preseason, no, we usually don't talk too much about the NBA this time of the year. But today I had to make an exception for that because 
James Harden called his general manager a liar. Liar. Basically, the whole world knows about it right now. So a little bit of the backstory. James Harden actually took a pay cut going into last season and presumably was told by his general manager that you will be taken care of, meaning we're going to get you that extension after this year. And then they didn't do it. So... Fast forward, James Harden demands a trade. And and this is after an accepting his own option, a player option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so he opted in and then demanded a trade. And then he realized there's no market for James Harden. There's literally no market for these guys, this guy. He's 34 years old this month. The Clippers had interest, but they wouldn't give up Terrence Mann, who is not exactly a world beater. And so at this point in his career, James Harden is basically he's a 20 and 10 guy, but he's not what he used to be. He's not a guy that's going to move the needle if you're trying to win a championship. And he's a complainer. And one of the worst things that you can be in any sport is a complainer who is aging. You're getting towards the, the back end of your career and he wants a super max extension or at least a max extension after not showing up consistently in the playoffs, had a couple of big games in the playoffs. Um, But when his team really needed him, he was just kind of like one game where they're like, might've been the closeout game. He had like six points or something like that. Yeah. Uh, And then now you're going to call your general manager, a liar, the same general manager that has actually paid him $225 million combined on two different teams. So Daryl Morey, when he was with the Rockets, gave him a shitload of money, uh, gave him a shitload of money to come to Philly. And so now he's calling the guy a liar. Um, And basically this guy, what he does, he, he goes to a new team. It seems like he wants to be on a new team every year. And then after that, he begs, he begs to leave that same team after he joins them. So it it kind of makes me think of like a girl that breaks up with like nine different boyfriends and then in a short period of time, and then you get to the 10th guy and he's kind of like, yeah, you know what? I think I'll pass. Now, I remember, remember now he actually went back to his ex because Maury was with him in Houston. So he's back with his ex after leaving his ex in the same kind of way, fashion, yeah. uh, forcing his way out of Houston. And then he forces, you know, got into to philadelphia after brooklyn yeah and now he, he's doing the same damn thing and, he, and he still wants to go back to houston but guess what Ime Udoka wants no part of that doesn't shit. want to touch that and nobody wants any part of that shit. No. so i i feel sorry for the guy i know it sounds weird to say you feel sorry for a multimillionaire, but the guy is obviously nearing the end of his career and unfortunately i think what's going to happen because he said this is not the end of it like oh, he yeah, said Harden said that this is just the beginning, which makes me think, okay, you've already called your general manager a liar. What's the next step? I think the next step, and you guys tell me if you have a different, different opinion on this. I think he's going to go back to Brooklyn James and he's going to get in the closet and break out that fat suit and become James Larden once again. And that's going to be his way of punishing this organization that allegedly lied to him and didn't give him any more money or the max extension. So, so you think he's going to self-sabotage again to get back again. to 
Because he's upset, obviously. He's well, gonna do the here's same a, here's, way that he got here's to my problem with, with with this guy is that it's always the same goddamn thing no matter where he ends up. Correct. He's always pissed off at everyone's the other everyone's else is the problem. It's never him. The, he's always only he's always mad all the he damn had a time. Clean breakup essentially with was Oklahoma because Oklahoma didn't have the financial. Well, that was a long time it. ago, Tanner. Long. That's what I'm saying. Ago. He's the only one. He's, that's well, only first one. of all. He's not the same person he was then as he is now. Well, that the whole he's financials become, he's was become that part. This self-loathing type of person now, though, that is just unbearable to be around because. First of all, every time he goes somewhere different, it's everyone else is the problem and I'm good and I'm just too good for this. And like, that's the shit that's annoying. No one wants to deal with that shit. So do you, do you, I say, I don't feel bad for Daryl Morey at all. all. You knew exactly what you're getting yourself into bringing James Harden in and also takes this one little crack and he's going to be upset again. Second stint with Daryl, Daryl Morey and James Harden. And we're going through the same routine we did back in Houston. Who wants a guy like this to be on their team? Morey does. Seriously. That that's the guy. He he's, he brought him around for a second round, and here we are. And here we are. And, he, and he's so under and he's under contract. He is. He has to play. And if I'm 34 years old, I'm not breaking out the fat suit because your your career's over. You can't do that. You can't twice. do it this time. You can do it when you're 28, but you can't do it when you're 34. You can do it. Okay, here's when you can do it. You can do it when you're on the same team with Kyrie Irving because he's going to steal all your thunder and be worse at showing up to your well, job than you are. He, he did this in Houston, right? So he was coming off his, you know, potential NBA title year, MV, you know, almost MVP, stuff like that, like just a year move from MVP. And he got in the fat fat suit, right? It's what he did. He's like, I want out. I'm getting my fat suit. Now he's he did that same thing in Brooklyn. Now we're, we're now in Philly. He can't do it. He can't do this here with Philly this time around. It's not going to work the same. No. But it's, it's frustrating to see unfold, right? I mean, James Hart at one point in our lives was known as like the three guy. I mean, he was the guy just out there draining. Well, he, them. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's, I mean, I was going to do that, Steph Curry. He showed but, us, like he showed he still has it in a way because he did have a fifty burger when NBA. Yeah, he did. We're getting we're getting to where it's coming towards the end because oh, it is. There, there's the difference between a guy like him and Steph Curry. Steph Curry's how old again? How old? Oh, Steph's probably about same age. Actually, they came up. I think the, Steph's older. Than he, may, he may be, but they they were rookies in the exact same year. Same year. Okay. I think Steph's a little older than James. Steph Curry's thirty five. The difference is Steph Curry absolutely cares about his health and cares about his longevity. Takes care of the body, sure. He could play pretty high level basketball James until Harden's he's thirty in his late thirties. No, he he turns thirty four this month in, uh, in August. Uh, Harden's gonna be one of those guys. It? He's gonna be he's gonna be pretty much washed up at this point. Pretty I mean, coming soon. I mean, yeah, it's not he, that far away. Yeah, 26. You know, if you wanted to do like a sort of a holdout thing, I could see him doing that, but you, you got to stay in fucking basketball shape. No more fat suits because, like I said, it's over if he does that again. he's He's got to keep himself yeah. in shape. Even if, even if he sit, he could sit out till Christmas and then say, okay, now I want to come back and play or whatever just to show, what the team's about. show my value. But, uh, yeah, it's not looking good over there in Philly. No, no mm. doc, no... You get this whole distraction after distraction after distraction every single year. It's it's not good. Yeah, and then somebody was even bringing up the point that at what point do you just reset the process and trade Joel Embiid? Well, because he's at his peak value right now. Um, you know, just basically just won the MVP award, and maybe maybe you do think about trading him and see if you can just get a shitload of assets and hit the reset button because yep. if you do that 
then, I mean, they're not going to win a championship anyway, let's be honest. But at least if they hit the reset button and get rid of Embiid for some assets, then then at that point, we don't really give a shit about what Harden does. So, Harden can sit so, there and rot. So then you're just building around Maxi. Care. Then you are Embiid. Oh, Maxi. Maxi's going to be a superstar. Yeah. So why not do that? You could. Or you could just see what you got this year and call it. And, then, and then you know, it. and get all the assets for Embiid before he gets injured again. I, I You got to see what you have this year. With Maxi coming in strong, uh, the draft they had as well. On top of that, I, 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 I think you gotta see what you got. See what, see what you got. Yeah, yeah, guys. Uh, he said holdouts. Got me kind of wondering. We got four minutes left. Uh, if anyone has any questions remaining about Chiefs' situation with Chris Jones, let us know. Yes, um, we'll do a mock. I, I would not mind uh, answering a couple of questions if you guys want to. What's up, Alan? Um, Alan, what's up? Uh, a couple Tanner, what you what you doing with the mocks tonight? What's your plan? Uh, we're gonna do a twelve man sleeper full PPR mock draft. People can join if they want. Of course, I think Alan's joining me and Scott's joining me on live as well. Gotcha. So we're gonna have a little fun there. Um, it'll no. probably be next week when I start prepping for our stuff. I was gonna say, so you've been doing these mocks every single night. So it, which means obviously you guys that are hanging around right now, you guys are gonna be seeing Tanner do his late night mock draft. Uh, what have you picked up on so far about the mocks that surprises you or that you're developing a strategy for? It's how, how can I work the stacks, right? I think that's my big thing. It's like in the past years, I've never worked. I've never thought about working a stack like Trevor Lawrence. You can get Ooh. usually in the fifth or You've sixth. You've never thought about like stacking with who? I just, just never, but Trevor Rip. Lawrence. So like, so you can get, okay. So you can get Travis Etienne usually in the third or fourth. You can get Ridley almost right after that if you're in the mm -hmm. right spot. Mm -hmm. You can get Lawrence right after that, and then you get Ingram and two picks later. I, I've been able Ooh, to actually see Ingram. I've been able to solidify that I, four duo. Right I kind of feel like four is too many. It is to have on well, one that, that's, stack. That's why I've been like sometimes I don't get ETN, sometimes I don't get Ridley. Uh, I stay away from Kirk. I, my main thing is that in my stocks I've done in the past, I like to pair a quarterback with his top receiver. Correct. I like doing that. So, like, obviously, if you have Mahomes, you want to pair with, with Travis Kelsey. Like, if which I if I have Trevor Lawrence, damn near impossible. If I have Trevor Lawrence, which I do, then I would like to have typically a guy like Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Right. Or you know, or uh, uh, see a Goff and uh, Goff and Amon Ra. Mm -hmm. You know. That, right. So nice no, one. yeah, I'm all about the stacks. So, so stacks I, I've, I've been trying to see. Like, I want to have. I'm gonna take some time out, either tomorrow night or. Uh, Sunday night and basically make a big, big Excel sheet of like my stacks, like each team stack, like where, who do mm -hmm. we got? Who's draftable and now, where do they drop it? You in our league, I don't want you to give away any information, but you're picking one spot ahead of me, right? Correct. I'm picking ninth. He's picking eight. I got eight. And so but, but, see, you're already league, developing a plan of I, attack. I haven't yet. I got an idea with it, but I haven't fully yet. Cause I haven't really done mocks in our stuff yet, but okay. I got an idea. I've done eight a lot. But it's also different because we got all the keepers, we got the traded draft picks, like everything that I'm seeing now is not going to be the same when we when I start mocking that. Sure, it'll be it'll be a little different. It will sure. be different. I mean, yeah, I get that. But so, but I, the stacks idea absolutely can still be put into correct. Work. And I've been trying to do multiple stacks, so like I did a super flex mock because um, I got one going on right now, and I'm just trying to figure out how can I stack certain guys without having the same buys, such as a Lamar. And maybe a Bateman later. She was dropping down to the 10, uh, 10, nine range. And then you can get the golf. I'm on raw. You can do Gibbs as well with that one. So have a, have a combo of three stuff like that. It's, it's been, it's been interesting where certain guys go. And 
I think the the biggest scene was the guy we talked about, George Pickens, the evolution of where his draft choice has been. Like his ADP has gone from down, like we were able to pick him in seven or eight. He is now going between the four and five range. Yeah. Which is perfect. Which is I I saw him as early as the third round yesterday. One thing I would say if you wanted to stack a guy like Pickens, I can say this openly because it doesn't matter in our league. Correct. Is that you also should be getting Kenny Pickett with it. I'm not mm-hmm. saying to be your QB one. No. You can get Penny P- Kenny Pickett way later in the draft to be your QB two. He goes undrafted. Sometimes. Just in case certain things unfold the right way for mm-hmm. this for these guys, that's who we should be looking at. Is is, is getting a, a pair of guy, Pickett and Pickens together. Guys late, you can get Derek Carr really late too. You can pair that with Olave or Camara. Or Jamal. I mean, if you really I like your love, your love pair makes a lot of sense, and it's it's nice to have a number two like that too. So I mean, there's a it, it's been interesting to see where these guys drop down and the the ability to get somebody else who you pick top to be able to balance that with later. So gotcha. It's been fun. Nice. Yeah. Only oh. only kind of surprise I think I'd throw out there is how late Aaron Rodgers is going in these drafts, and I understand the the fact that they have an elite defense. You don't think they're going to score as many points, but what I don't understand is like. They they think that Aaron Rodgers' career now is defined by last year on that shitball fucking Correct. team. Correct. When he just won two fucking M- MVPs before that, uh, I'm pretty sure his skill set's not declined that stay. much. I so every time. I mean, don't really understand that. I mean, Aaron Rodgers I mean, should be going at least what like sixth, seventh round. He's been think. going. He's been going, guys. Yeah, he's been going way did, too late. Did we just forget so easily about Tom Brady every year just going way down your draft Seven, board eight, for no nine. fucking reason it's whatsoever? The same fucking thing. It's yeah. the exact now, same thing. Now he's not going to last till forty-five, but he's going to have a well, decent. He's going to have a good year in this our year. league. He's not going yeah. past the second round. It happens every year. So we're we're all oh, aware of that. yeah. <laughs> all, all we're all aware is, of that. So guys, we sat there for years he's and years going, "Oh, Tom Brady sliding down draft boards." And it's like, yeah, oh, he's going in the ninth round. I'm it, like, it makes no why? fucking sense. Why? And it's every year the same goddamn thing. And, and so, so I think Rogers is going in the eighth or ninth <laughs> or some shit like that. Which is so honestly it, great value. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, value. I mean, is, if his ADP is in the eighth or ninth round in your league, it's great value. So shout out to to Burn and Hunter. You know, it's 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 lately in my mock drafts. Like I've seen Sean Clifford over Jordan, Jordan Love come into play. So you know, say what? Sean Clifford. The Penn State Fuck. legend. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Continue. Been, been picked over Jordan Love. Okay. All right. Well, if that's what you guys are into. Look, I'm not here during those late night finishes. So whatever you guys are I'm into. Just, I'm just. Um, my no, guys, I, I, I my, did watch one at one point. I was laying in my bed with my girlfriend. And then you popped on the screen. And I was like, this feels wrong. I'm seeing my, <laughs> in my boxers. You're naked. And and you here's Tanner's face. He's here yapping about fantasy football. And I got covers over me. In our bed, sitting up there, and I got my TV all on the wall and everything. I'm like, you know what? We can't watch this YouTube video today, girl. We got to put on something different. So, I don't even know. So, you know, that's that's how I feel about Tanner's uh, little late night podcast. Mike just hates that my my tiny my head's all tiny and it's in the corner. And it's and also it's in a dark, dark room. It's the same light that you're seeing now. And next next time you do that late night podcast, or maybe next week you can break out the crab underwear. Ooh, I do like no, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go get those Carolina ones, dude. Yeah, you gotta go with the crabs. I like the crabs. <laughs> fans crabs football the crabs seem fun. Fans football after dark every night All after right. the shows. So meaning we need to end the show now, so that way Tanner can get to business. Technically, it goes in two in two minutes. So all right. Well, guys, uh, with all that said, thank you so much for hanging out for a bit on the sports buffoons. Uh, it was great to be here. 
Tanner, you might be gone next week, right? Yep. All right. We'll, we'll have to figure something out. We'll, we'll talk about that in a later day, apparently. So, uh, thank you guys. And um, let's let's watch some Chiefs this weekend. Cannot wait to watch another game and get some more, you know, information put all together. So, that's it. I'll see y'all on the next one. Ultra. See you guys. Thank you.